With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing the best offensive rookie performances of the first week of the preseason. We already broke down the quarterbacks on the last daily So today, let's get into the rest of the offense. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits when you bet on either fighter to win and no punches landed during the fight. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free credits only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam. Everybody can hear the quarterback breakdown on the last show, but now it's all about the rest of the offensive players. Who impressed among all the rookies in preseason week one? Is it weird that they're almost all offensive linemen? Like every single one of these guys seems to have been an offensive lineman. The one exception is Rondell Moore. I was really impressed with Rondell Moore in the cameo we saw of him uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. That idea that there is a defined offensive role for him, that you know all the, the manufactured targets that they were giving to Larry Fitzgerald last year, they're all going to go to Rondell this year, except instead of Larry Fitz, you know, is falling forward for a yard and a half, Rondale is going to put a guy on the ground, run for 10 yards down the sideline, and we're going to get some fireworks. Maybe I might be repeating myself for the 9,000th time, but I, the, the early takeaways for me are, are a lot about the athleticism, the arm strength, and just seeing how things play. Rondale looked fast. Now, the number 85 does not look great on him. All right. <laughs> it's just not a good look while everybody else in the NFL is wearing two and one. And these other numbers that'd be better fitting, but uh, that, that's my in-depth analysis. Yes, I, I think Rondell. Uh, my my takeaway from that: there's a plan for Rondell Moore. The Cardinals have a plan on how to use him. It's what we talked about around draft time. Uh, even just in 23 snaps, it was great to see that there's a plan to get the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, like I don't know how much uh, how much that's sort of overselling it. Like a lot of teams when they get special athletes like that. You see a whole bunch of manufactured targets and they just sort of feed them gimmick plays. And that's like, it often becomes the thing to criticize them for, right? It's like they only, the only thing they knew what to do with this guy was just a bunch of gimmick plays and bubble screens. It's like, how creative is that really? I think really what we're seeing is that kind of just is there in that offense anyway. And they're ready to give it to him uh, immediately. And Rondell's talented enough that that's a great way of just getting the ball in his hands. I'm really eager to see like what the next step is. Do they have some of these deep targets involved for him? Do they have like an expanded role or is it he's just stepping into this gimmick role that's already there within the offense? I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I think for his immediate impact, it's great that that's sort of there, ready-made, already part of this system that was just being occupied by a less talented at this point in his career playmaker. But I'm not quite ready to sort of praise them for it as in terms of a like a plan to use Rondale. 
Well, so you mentioned all the offensive linemen. Now, this is a rare one because a lot of times the rookies don't really hit the ground running the, the way they have been. But uh, we mentioned on the main PFF NFL podcast, or I mentioned quickly, hey, look at the Steelers. They're, their overall offensive uh, blocking grade is number one, but their rookie offensive blocking grade is number one, led by Dan Moore, who has played left tackle. Only two losses in pass protection from him so far. Uh, I'm going to tell you about my one of my just favorites. Wasn't the highest graded this week, but one of my favorites in a minute. But it is good to see offensive linemen near the top of this list as far as top rookie offensive performers. Yeah, and some of them are guys, I think, that have like a starting job to be won or, you know, a starting a better role than they're currently slated for that's available. Um, Samuel Cosme, I think it was important for him to have a good game. Dominant run blocking performance for Washington. Not quite as good as a pass blocker, but certainly enough to get excited about. I thought Quinn Miners had a really good game at center for Denver. Um, okay, it was against the Vikings, backups, backups, backups. So there's only so much you can get excited about it. But that's a job that's there to be won. Like Lloyd Cushenberry last year was the weak link on that offensive line. He didn't have a bad game necessarily either. Um, but Quinn Miners can push him for a starting role if he continues to play well throughout the preseason. And to your point for Samuel Cosme, that right tackle spot for the football team up for grabs after they released Morgan Moses this summer. Um, of course, all these grades, snap counts, everything you need all over at PFF.com. If you're a PFF elite subscriber, premium stats 2.0. So the guy I wanted to highlight um, is not really going to be competing for a starting spot, but it's Spencer Brown, the tackle from the Bills. The, the Bills had, I think, one of the most fascinating drafts. They got some just monstrous athletes at tackle and on the defensive line. And, and we saw Gregory Rousseau. We'll probably talk about him tomorrow when we break down defensive rookie performances. But Spencer Brown, 6'8", 290, coming out of Northern Iowa, ends up with a 75.9 grade. That's a good, solid grade. But, man, he absolutely crushed people in the run game on an, on several plays. Spencer Brown, he doesn't have to play right away. The, the Bills have a nice little starting tackle tandem in Deion Dawkins and Darrell Williams, but Brown as an upside play, good to see him playing well early. Uh, you got to work on pad level at six foot eight and the whole deal. You, you saw that show up against smaller players, both in college and in the first preseason game. But I love a good, clean run block when, when you're moving people. And Spencer Brown had a ton of those in the first game. Yeah, I think that's still an important uh, important facet of play, even though everyone wants to look at the pass blocking. Um, Rashawn Slater hasn't played football in like a year, came in uh, for the Chargers. I think he was the only one of their uh, slated starting five offensive linemen for the regular season to play in this game. Didn't play much, um, played, what was it, 20 snaps, 12 of which were pass blocking snaps, but didn't give up any pressure at all. 86 pass blocking grade. He looked really good right out of the gate. And that's important for a team like the Chargers who, you know, they're one of those sides that kind of need that guy to hit the ground running right away, right? It's like uh, Tampa Bay last year when they drafted Tristan Wirfs, they needed him, right? They needed him to be good. He was phenomenal immediately. If the Chargers get that from Rashawn Slater, that's huge for their fortunes and for those of Justin Herbert. I want to mention another player that I talked about a little bit on the PFF NFL podcast when we previewed the AFC and NFC South, and I'm going to get the spelling. I'm going to get the pronunciation right this time. It's Michael Strawn from the Colts. Ooh. Yeah, I was saying Straychan or whatever I was saying on the show, I mean, but it's definitely Michael not Strawn. how it's spelled, but okay. Straychan, but Strawn, I guess, is the right pronunciation. Been corrected twice 
from two different people, including our own Ben Stockwell. The preseason was made for a guy like Michael Strawn, a seventh round pick out of Charleston. That's in West Virginia, uh, six foot five frame, ran a four five, good size. And we saw the skills. He had a little wiggle to his route running, catches a pass down the field over the cornerback using that big frame. I'm telling you all offseason, I was like, man, the Colts, they got to get playmakers. They have to get somebody to compliment T.Y. Hilton and, uh, and Michael Pittman and, and, and the good, solid group that they have. I wonder if Strawn can be that guy. Maybe, you know, maybe not 100 targets this year or anything, but man, can he step up and be one of those, you know, big playmakers down the field, which Carson Wentz likes to throw to. So the, the preseason is big for him, for him. He had a 74 grade and uh, two more games to really show his stuff. If you can hit on a low round rookie receiver like that and you're the Colts, like that's the kind of thing that can transform fortunes immediately. Um, another one that's really interesting to me, Walker Little, Mike Renner's guy, right? Yeah. A guy tackle from Stanford who hadn't played a lot of football recently. Renner loves the way he can move, thinks he has the potential to be a starting NFL tackle uh, possibly sooner rather than later. And you don't tend to find those guys where he was drafted, you know, the second round and beyond. But he stepped into a situation in Jacksonville where either one of those tackle spots is there to be won. If he has a good preseason, like there's very little reason to not start Walker Little as one of your starting tackles. He played 49 snaps in this game, which is a pretty extensive amount. 41 of those were pass blocking plays and he allowed just two hurries. Yeah, he needs those reps. He had barely played over each of the last two years. And uh, yeah, you could always see the skills with Walker Little. It just never always showed up in production. He just didn't have a ton of opportunities. Uh, that's you know, more offensive linemen. Royce Newman played really well for the Packers. Uh, it, it was it was really great. It, it's, it was just different seeing offensive linemen uh, play that well early on. Uh, we saw Terrace Marshall, uh, slot receiver for the yeah. Panthers, maybe maybe lock up. Not lock up, but just show, hey, he's going to be he could be wide receiver three there with DJ Moore in uh, in Robbie Anderson there. So um, I, those are the things that are most intriguing to me. It's when players play well and they're slated to play like some of those early offensive linemen that you had talked about. Yeah. Terrace Marshall, I think, always had super high potential, like a really big bodied guy who spent a lot of time in the slot, been force fed red zone targets already in his college career and has the like freakish size and speed to be a productive NFL receiver. When you've already got Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore like in place in the offense, I mean, that group could be phenomenal. So there you have it. It's the best offensive rookie performances from the preseason. We'll hit on the defense tomorrow and let us know. What do you think? Who do you like the best on the offensive side of the ball after one week of preseason? It's a PFF NFL Daily. 